start today's podcast episode with a quote by psychotherapist slash author slash speaker Esther Perel. So the quote says, In my American life, I often have to justify taking vacations, especially when it's longer than a week. In my European life, it's a sin to work the entire month of August. And I mean, here's the thing. We've all heard about the differences between American and European work-life balance. I think I saw somewhere that maybe it was in Denmark or... I can't remember exactly where, maybe France, that they work 33 hours a week compared to our 40 minimum, but a lot of people work a lot more than that. And that could be an episode all on its own, just the differences between the work life here versus abroad. And I really think that there's a lot that we could learn in that regard, especially in comparison to the maternity maternity leave that we have here in the United States. A lot of companies don't even offer paternity paternity leave yet. But the focus of this episode isn't about that. The focus is about burnout and what we can do to mitigate it, prevent it, and heal from it. So I'm going to touch briefly on the causes of burnout and the symptoms, but I think for the most part, a lot of us are becoming more and more aware of what those two things are. So really the bulk of this episode is going to be to focus on what we can do to heal and recover. And a quick myth that I'd like to bust is this idea that just because you love what you do and you're passionate about what you do, that you're going to somehow avoid burnout. This is just not true. And when you look at the statistics, people who feel or who report feeling positive and passionate about their job and their work they still experience burnout. So I wanted to just clarify that, that just because you love what you do doesn't mean that you can't fall into this trap of having habits that deplete you instead of support you. A few of the common causes of burnout include taking on more than you can handle at work, at school, and or interpersonally with friends and family, working too many hours, dysfunctional work environment, including lack of support and recognition from leadership, and not practicing proper self-care. There are physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms when it comes to burnout, and some of the most common are chronic feelings of self-doubt or a sense of failure, feeling cynical or bitter about life, or feeling like you're alone in the world and don't really have anybody to help you, Um, having low energy and feeling tired all the time, getting sick more often, having headaches, back pain, muscle tension, changes in sleep or appetite, isolating yourself from others, feeling angry, sad, or irritable around others, avoidance or avoiding that tasks or the tasks that need to be done, and coping with alcohol and or other substances. And it's important to note that this is not an exhaustive list and burnout can look, or the symptoms of burnout can look a little bit different for each person, but this is just kind of some common symptoms that can show up. Okay, so now we get to a little bit more uplifting stuff. We get to talk about what we can do to prevent burnout, to heal from burnout. So the first two of these really are tips that I think it's important to mention because if you're, say, 
in a transitional period where you're looking for another job or maybe you're in a position of management at your company, well, these are things that really improve employee mental health. So the first one is having job flexibility. And I know that a lot of jobs uh, maybe are not the most flexible, especially like the corporate type jobs. But if you work for a company or can somehow talk to management or if you are management, if you can start to change this type of culture to where the employees can actually work maybe remotely a couple times. Maybe there's not such strict, you know, lunch at this time, in and out at this time, and it's a little bit more flexible. That makes a huge difference. And I know a lot of companies are already changing um, and moving forward in this direction. So that's good. I just wanted to note that if your company or the place that you work doesn't offer that kind of schedule right now. Um, maybe it's something to bring up and get that conversation going. So in that same vein, taking time off is really important as well. I can't remember the exact statistic, but it, I heard something like some X percent of American workers don't even take their full vacation time. Don't be one of those people. <laughs> take your full vacation time. Uh, I know sometimes people like to, you know, save them up and for some an emergency or for something like that, which makes sense. Everybody knows their own schedule. But yeah, just make sure to take time off periodically, even if it's not for a full-blown vacation, just for recovering and recouping from all that go 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 energy this next tip i remember talking about this when i was in a philosophy class in college and i cannot remember the philosopher that this is attributed to please let me know if it sounds familiar to you please let me know because for years i've been trying to figure this out because this is a, a topic that has really changed the way i tried to live my life ever since i was first exposed to it uh, back in college. But it's called focal points. And essentially, if you were to summarize it with one sentence, it's how can you make the moment just a little more special? So every moment, how can you make it just a little bit more special? And I find that there's a lot of similarities between this philosophy or idea of focal points. And I think it's pronounced hig or hug. I don't know, H-Y-G-G-E. I think it's like a Danish... Um, concept of making everything a little bit more cozy. Um, there's a lot of similarities here. So like with focal points, for example, a way that you could make something, a mundane moment, an everyday moment, a little bit more special is say for dinner, you dim the lights and light a candle. Actually, Spencer and I did that the other day and it was so nice. Like it's just, it changes the vibe. Maybe buy some fresh flowers for your home and put them in a place that you're going to see them every morning or when you get home from work. And these are things that you don't have to do every week or even every month, but just like periodically, something to add a little bit of spice to your day. Another good focal point or focal point practice that you could do would be to make time to drink your morning cup of joe near a window instead of drinking it on the go or while you're doing something else, like putting on your makeup or something like that. Um, even if you just drink the first half of it like that, just making it a little mindful meditation or a mindful, quiet moment um, in your day, that can make a big difference too. Another thing you can do is to notice your energy. So yes, it's important to know what drains you, but it's equally, if not more important, to know what energizes you. 
And some people are really sensitive to, say, environments. So if you're somebody who's really sensitive to an environment and you work in a toxic work environment, that's going to have long-term impact on you and on your health. Um, so notice what you can do to kind of shift that. Notice which people make you feel more energized, which areas make you feel more energized, what what exercises or activities give you more energy, make you feel calmer, relaxed than you did before you started that the activity. These are going to be little, these are going to start to help you create a little bank of oh, this is what I can do, you know, kind of like your little toolkit of, oh, when I start to feel a little run down or I'm starting to feel maybe irritated or I'm getting a little bit more annoyed more quickly than normal, well, it probably means you need to slow down a little bit and then you can bust out that mental list or physical list if you really want to go ham, <laughs> you know, if you want to go all out and make the physical list, which I encourage you to do. That's actually a really good idea and you can tape it somewhere, especially if you're starting to feel these symptoms of, of burnout coming up. Um, but then you can just go to that list and say, okay, this is something I can do today. Pick something off of it and yeah, just do it. This next tip comes from the book, the book Burnout from Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And it's basically, they talk about the importance of finding meaning in life or connecting to something larger than yourself, whether that's a community, an ambitious goal, a service to the divine, or loving relationships. And I'm sure it goes without saying how that can just really make us feel supported because again, one of the causes of burnout can be a feeling of lack of social support, and that can be a symptom of it too, feeling like you don't have anybody to help you out, nobody's got your back type thing. Well, and it's all on you. Well, being connected to something larger than yourself and having a meaning for what you're doing and for your life, really, really, I mean, there's so many, so much research on this topic from goals to, again, relationship to the divine or being a part of a community this is really really good for our mental health at the end of the day we're social creatures but we're also i think meaning seeking and purpose seeking so finding meaning in your life is a big way to combat burnout sleep is super important for pretty much everything but especially for recovering from burnout and with burnout unfortunately sometimes that can lead to disturbances of sleep or insomnia and this is just a quick tip that maybe it'll help you out maybe it's not exactly your cup of tea but I my brain is very like go 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 at the end of the day and one thing that has really helped is listening to ASMR uh like I guess you could call them like little stories, but it's one in particular that I listened to. I, I was spending the night with a friend and this was uh, years ago and she just happened to play it. She was like, hey, do you want to listen to this while we sleep? And I was like, sure. I mean, I didn't, I don't know how far in I made it, but ever since then, I mean, I've never heard the end of it, <laughs> which is a good sign, but it's a, uh, the title, it's just on YouTube. The title is Hypnotic ASMR for Sleep by Lena Grace. And I can put the link in the show notes for those of you who are interested. Um, ASMR never really was my thing, but this one, for some reason, I think at night, it gives my brain something to focus on instead of just planning my next day or going over what, you know, 
that the same day, whatever. It just gives my brain something to do and then I can start to relax. And there's other ways to kind of combat insomnia, but that's just kind of a quick tip that I wanted to say. And yeah, but regardless if that works for you if or if not, or if you want to try something else, sleep, prioritizing your sleep is going to be like as important as exercise when it comes to burnout. And that's another tip too, is exercising. Even if it's just easy walks, 30 minute walks after dinner or a jog or a run in the morning, whenever you can fit it in. But I think the minimum is like 30 minutes, three times a week. If you can meet that, that's going to be so good. I've just got two more tips for you. And the first one is boundaries. So really getting a hold of having proper boundaries. I, with burnout, especially if you have people pleasing tendencies, it can just be a recipe for disaster because you're saying yes to all these things when really you're, you're already starting to feel a little overwhelmed with how much you have to do. Even if it's stuff that you're feeling really excited about, you know, so you're saying yes to things that you're like, oh, that sounds really fun. But at the end of the day, it's maxing out your capacity to handle all of it. So just getting really clear with understanding your energy and where you need to put your boundaries and say no. And then the last tip is to let go of perfectionism. I think perfectionism and burnout are very, very intimately linked. And one can directly contribute to the other, namely perfectionism and being a perfectionist and wanting everything to be just right can a lot of times lead to burnout or it can be one of the causes for sure. Maybe not in and of itself, but when paired with all the other factors, definitely. And here soon I'll be releasing a episode about burnout from a massage therapist perspective. And I really hope you tune into that one because there are some trends that I see time and time again. And yeah, I think it's going to be really helpful and, and insightful for you to hear if you're dealing with burnout and you're seeking massage therapy as one of the ways to support you. So I hope this episode was helpful for you. And maybe it gives you a little bit of inspiration to move the needle a little bit if you're starting to feel burnt out, especially if you're not quite burnt out, but you know that if things keep moving in the direction that you're moving, then that you might be, then yeah, I hope you take something from some of these tips and work them in to your life however, however you see fit. And yeah, let me know what you thought of this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'll talk to you next week.